Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Hi. Hope that you guys are having a good week. Yes. Um, There's a lot of chances you're not because, you know, life in America right now. Because climate Um, change is a real thing and nobody believed it. And here we are. Yeah, Yeah. here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Yeah, it's it's funny because my mom like loves to think that hurricane season ends at the end of like a lot of people a lot of people and think we have that a conversation every, every year, year every year I, i'm like, not even from here and i have to school yeah, people it's like on when hurricane I season about, i'm like ends. mom no remember it doesn't end until so, november and girl. she's like oh that's right like she just likes to like just speak it out of existence and yeah i'm done with the okay. season but I mean, obviously, weather here has been um, fine. But you know, I mean, Sarasota's flooded. Like yeah. Sarasota's yeah pretty bad right now. So yeah. it's only an hour or two hours away from us. That's completely like underwater. So I think people in Orlando are a little like hasty and kind of like we're fine. But oh no, you're not. <laughs> you you look. It's making its way back. Yeah, around. like we're There's fine storms. for the moment. There's yeah. storms in the Atlantic that are forming. Like you guys. Yeah, we still have a few more months of chill. hurricane season, so we don't really know what to expect. Yeah, so just and... just chill out on the we're doing great right yeah. now. Like and <laughs> and you know the concern. So like I look at you know certain places like you know when we had you know everything happen in New Orleans and with Katrina and everything like that. It's like certain cities are not built for these storms. Like right. I think like you know Miami obviously they went through Andrew they take this thing a lot more seriously um but like either a some places just like don't or b they're kind of out of the path of normally getting hurricanes right. but now all of a sudden they're getting them it's like Climate you don't normally change. think of, <laughs> exactly it's like you don't normally think of texas as being a place where it's like very known for like bad hurricanes but again like with the climate change we've been experiencing so it's like you have the original places that weren't believing and now you're adding to that list of places that can be affected and we're still not having the infrastructure to like be able to handle these storms and then our you know government is absolutely ridiculous and they don't believe in science. So. Yeah. I think uh, people think about like Galveston or a lot of the other really cl- I mean, and Houston is right on the, the coast, but people don't think of it that way. And it's a little more for- farther, farther, farther inland. So it doesn't get as much brunt of the storm. But because this storm is the, was gigantic and the bands yeah. and the weather was felt all the way here in Orlando all weekend, Absolutely. it rained. And like I said, yeah. Sarasota got such a brunt of it being also on the Gulf yeah, Coast. I would say it had, like, it so, must have been bad yeah, there. So, yeah, it was a gigantic storm. So, I mean, it just doesn't matter. You're just going to get hit. So, I think people do don't think about, like, being prepared. I mean, the same thing with Matthew and the trajectory. And everybody was so worried, you know, last October. And we were super stressed because they said it was going to be a Category 5. So, we would have been mm-hmm. Houston if it was a Category 5 when it hit. It didn't matter that we were so far inland. It just the size of the storm just, is so gigantic. Yeah, it, it just, in Orlando, honestly, is not built 
to withstand we're not, we're not <laughs> storms. like we don't really because again like because we normally don't get them that badly here right. by the time it breaks landfall we're normally okay yeah, imagine like, the, the storm, storm prep really... they did for like the dr phillips center i was just like this makes no sense because if a category five hurricane comes in the building is glass you guys like it's it's pretty it's like, gorgeous you need to but think about this yeah stuff. you don't think about it so I mean, people don't i mean even katrina atlanta's so far away but we got so much rain that week. School closed for us. Like, it was completely, wow. the storms were so bad. And we are very, very far away from Florida and yeah. far away from Louisiana, far away from New Orleans. So it's just the size of the storms really make a difference. So, And it sucks because these people have now been taken away from their homes. And I know so many entrepreneurs who are spending a ton of money to be away. You know, $188 a night is yeah. the minimum, the minimum for hotels in the area in Arkansas that are nearby. And it's, so it's just so expensive to get away so people don't think about that they're like why don't they leave because it's expensive <laughs> so um just think about you know ways to donate i know that every girl just posted a link that i retweeted it from amber yes, um great. that has some ways that you can do things so i think entrepreneurs we, we kind of think and I, we have power i mean like black girls code just this weekend they, they said they weren't taking money from uber and it was like one hundred twenty four thousand dollars in 24 hours we had already raised one hundred seven thousand dollars so there is money and power in tech and people who actually care about causes so just think about diverting that resources a little bit towards houston now that they need our help and especially because they're thinking the storm is going to make its way and wrap back around and come back and hit it again so yeah it's it's yeah that's not even including all the other stuff that happened in the world by the way yeah, we're just talking about so. the weather the bad weather in yeah. the world we're not talking about the political things or the fact that there were nukes flying over japan where exactly. my friends are right now and all that other stuff so yeah so you know we have some listener questions the first one i think is uh just kind of on topic with what we're talking about and it's what are you doing for self-care this week and i know we talk about self-care a lot on this blog but i think it's because it's important and people are still not practicing it and it's important to practice like it was important a few years ago but it's you know now more than ever especially for women especially for people of color you know to be practicing self-care um so this week the way that i have been practicing self-care a little bit of escapism um obviously with like game of thrones and insecure and then i've been reading game of thrones um, I've also just been like, I've been in that sort of mood where I've been like, okay, I'm having like an at-home spa day. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that, just like at-home masks and stuff like that. And, you know, calling my brother who's very into his skin and like we've just been going back and forth and discussing like, you know, oh, what are you using right now? And like, he's, he's getting ready for a visit soon. So we're like talking about just having like a little spa day and what we're going to do. Um, I've been planning for trips because that's always like, gives me something to look forward to. So I'm taking like a family vacation with, um, my husband's best friend and his family. Uh, we're going to do like a cruise together, I think early summer. And then, you know, I'm planning like my July trip and what we're going to do there. So just, it's far away, but just looking forward to those things yeah. and having it something. It makes you think on yeah, something that's to not look, like forward the, yeah. to in the future is, is really happy. And then, you know, I've also been preparing for Christmas and I know that it's August, but I love Christmas so much. I love the holidays. So, um, I like to start buying early so I don't buy all at the same time. So I've started to uh, you know, I picked up my first Christmas gift for uh, one of my brothers last uh, week. So just kind of thinking about all that and making plans for that. Just, you know, having something to look forward to in the future, I think is really good. And then um, something I really want to focus on next week for self-care is I really want to set up 
uh, more like dates and times to like speak to my girlfriends because I feel like that's kind of been something that I've been slacking on lately and I haven't really like reached out to the important people that are important to me and had like long conversations. So I'm going to just set up some like dates, which I mean, realistically, like most of them are Skype dates for me because a lot of my like closest people don't live here. Um, but just setting up those like Skype dates and having some time where we can just like sit back and like relax and talk and catch up. So I'm looking forward to that too. I'm alive. Um, <laughs> I've been doing stuff. Uh, just we have so much work, but I think in terms of, I mean, like, eh, self care. So well, those are words that mean things. Uh, this weekend, I took, I stayed um, on a Dis- at a Disney resort with my girlfriends. I was invited, and we had the kitties with us, and it was kind of. I feel like it was their self care weekend because they took baths and jacuzzi with, you know bombs from basin and that's awesome. like they had it was theirs like i got my life watching them have self-care yeah, weekend like yeah. they went to the pool Teaching they like they went for walks and they had like the best weekend and sat down and you know like lounged in their pajamas and did really cute things so that was their like weekend so i guess that was my self-care of watching my daughter have self-care weekend with her girlfriend for the first time i think really was kind of so, cool, it but was the cutest thing. Uh, so I like. I'm gonna show Chris Molly's pictures when we when we're done because it's really obnoxious. Like, it's um, so, I just and, love that they're best friends. They're like, ridiculous. It's just they're so, so ridiculous. They send each other Marco Polos now, like oh, all the time. It's mess. They're it's ridiculous because they live in walking distance of yeah. each other and see each other every day. Yeah. That is why it's ridiculous. They were literally outside the same place and they're sending each other Marco Polos. Like it's re- well, ridiculous. They are, you know, children that are born. <laughs> they are age, obnoxious so. and I can't deal. But um, in terms of self care things, I think mostly just working out is my self care thing. That's the only thing that I subscribe to doing like every day, most of the days. I'm doing six days a week now. Um, for the next eight weeks specifically, just setting that goal and that target. And that's been my thing of kind of like, I don't, I, I honestly, y'all, I don't have time <laughs> to do other things. And that's my, that's where I am right now. And we're just so like in this crazy busy season and we're just, you know, different projects and we're starting some bigger projects. So things that are just going to last for a very long time. And so I just mentally like trying to plan like little like weekend trips during the next, you know, quarter four, just because I know we won't. I think we have the the only trip that we really have on deck is October for New York and Philly for speaking gigs and um but other than that I'm thinking like doing like we're gonna do like a Thanksgiving trip with some friends and maybe a December January type thing but for the most part I can't go nowhere because I'm working and I'm devoted to doing things so I'm just that's my self care is going to work out pick up heavy things put them down <laughs> like everybody and Dave and David knows so like I'm like I gotta go to the gym he doesn't even act he doesn't question it I'm like I gotta go because that's that is my dedication right now. So that is where I am. And it's and if that's where you are, you just pick one thing. If you don't have time to do other things, like pick your thing, but do something. And, and one reading. Like, yeah, I'm still, like, I'm almost at my reading goal, which is super exciting because then I have, like, four more months to surpass and see how many books yeah. I can re- read on to the end. Like, I'm literally, like, four books away from finishing my goal. So I'm super Yay. excited about that. And I got some really cool books that are in. So I'm, reading is also part of my, like... I can do that right now in my other time. Because I stopped reading, like I said in the beginning, I feel like that's, we talked about, I've stopped reading a lot yeah. of blogs and replaced that with books. So books have been my jam. Yeah, so our second question is, who is inspiring you right now? What are some people who are giving you like the, oh, I, I love this person, this human being? Um, for me, I feel like I have three people. So like as far as other entrepreneurs, bloggers, um, I really love Christabel. Um, Who that? Tell so me more. <laughs> she she's from um, the blog I want you to know, 
And she I feel like I'm learning about so many vlogs this yeah, past two weeks. That's so funny. Yeah, she's like London based and she's like a travel lifestyle blogger. And um, she like her life is just happy and she's just like she's just full of like black girl joy. Right. And so like I just love to see like her pictures are bright and like happy and she's just like always going somewhere fun and Cute. like she's just yeah like she's just like enjoying life and living life and she also seems to lift up like a lot of other because um, she has like quite you know quite the following and she seems to lift up a lot of other like people of color bloggers as well um, so I love that and like I miss London so I get to see that in her snaps and I get to see it in a way that. You know, I think when a lot of people think of the London, way you would see like, it, I think maybe you yeah, see it through the yeah. way you and look at it. And I feel like it. a lot of people that think of like London and Europe just like think of like white people, which is like no, there's other types of people, right? Um, so it just I I just love seeing her. Like I love seeing all the places she goes and how cute it is, and she dresses super cute. Oh, she's and, so cute. Yeah, she's, I love her. Yeah, she's great. So just you know, following her blog and stuff puts a. A smile on my face, and then also I'm super inspired by um, Jacob uh, Tobiah, who is a trans activist and a friend of mine, and they're just, you know, out there, like, living their best life and doing all the things. They just recently got a book deal, so I'm really excited about that. Like, they've been working on Transparent in Cali, um, and they moved from, like, New York to Cali to do that, and then came back uh, to New York to, like, get this book deal, and they got that, so I'm just really, really excited to read their book and, like... You know, I do know some parts about their story, but I know that it's going to be so much more and, and I just can't wait to like, number one, get it signed because that'll be really cool to be able, like I have a few signed books, but I've never been able to like hand it to the author and be right. like, sign this. And I'm sure that it's going to like, it's going to be like a bestseller. It's going to be fantastic. So I'm excited about that. And I feel like I'm always inspired by Solange. It's just like a every single week, every month, every day, every year. I was all so the time. sad about Afropunk this say, weekend. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm always, always inspired by her. She's always doing something amazing, and yeah, I just I love her. Like she just, I don't know. She's just one of those people to me that like she can do no wrong. Um, and like I feel like you know now that we know so much about celebrities, like you like a celebrity and you're like, oh, they're cool. Like I'm inspired by them. And then they go do stuff that you're just like, what are you doing? Like most of them, like most celebrities have done something that it's just like, I'm just like, ugh, I cannot with you. Like, you know, why, like why, where did this come from? Um, Solange just seems to like, she started woke. She stays woke. Like the way that she speaks about things, like she isn't just about, obviously, obviously she's about like black empowerment and, you know, black girl magic and that sort of thing. But she also is an ally to other groups like, you know, the LGBT uh, community. And she just seems to do all of that so well. The only person that I can think of that like kind of like hasn't disappointed me that in that way is uh, Janet Mock. But everybody else has <laughs> disappointed me probably at like some point or another. Like Melissa Paris Harry really like disappointed me with the whole like Rachel Dolan. Are, like interview like everyone has done something that's like made me like but why and, and, mhp and, has been problematic it's like, for a while you know of course y'all. it's like you know, <laughs> a few things necessarily doesn't take away from everything else but i'm just saying like Solange just seems to be like always perfect so yeah oh that's, my goodness that's who i'm inspired by right now Solange, I decided by Solange is like my high school jam and it still is like my throwback like in my throwback playlist so i love how long I've been listening to Solange and how much she gives me joy. Cause she's always been kind of like black girl joy yep. to me, black girl magic mm-hmm. all the time. And now she's kind of like unapologetically black, yes. which I'm like here for that as well. But I do remember like, you know, having those quirky black girl yes. musicians were always yeah. my favorite. Like I did like, and usually the music was really good. So I like kind of gravitated towards those people who were brown girls as well. And you think about 
other artists. But yeah, uh, Maria Mina was one who I felt like was kind of a quirky brown girl. She was really good. But um, in terms of people I'm really admiring right now, and I'm probably going to butcher her last name and I don't want to play how to pronounce it because we're recording a podcast, but <laughs> Elaine Wilteroth, and a sorry girl if I, you know, mispronounced it, who is the editor-in-chief over at Teen Vogue, is like yes. my favorite human being in the entire mm-hmm. world right now. And I like watch all of her Instagram stories. And you know how I feel about Instagram stories. I don't really watch them, but I watch hers just because she's in such a position of power but she's so uplifting to her employees and she's just so transparent about like Mm -hmm. you know obviously there's not a detailed everyday obviously all the hard things that go into doing her job but she's very transparent in terms of being an editor at a magazine and i'm I'm like how do you have time (laughs) to showcase all the things you're doing and the people come in and she you know shared when holly berry came over and holly berry was like oh i loved having these conversations and just She's so open about, you know, the things that happen in the world and being vocal. And it's important to her that her staff have the ability to share those things. And Team Vogue really is one of the one publications, rare publications that are very honest and open yep. about the things that are happening They're in like the world. They're like leading the revolution right now. They're it's the only ones Vogue. like speaking <laughs> the truth and printing anything that, you know... For, like everything that they print is of worth. Yeah. Some people are printing some good stuff, but then also right. trash. Every, like, but like all the things they post are, you know, worth. They don't mm-hmm. post about Kylie Jenner's boxer braids, like in an admiring where you're like, why is Kylie Jenner doing this again? Yeah. Like they're not afraid to call out people just because they're influencing or whatever. So they really go out of their way to uplift people who are amazing. I think um, Amanda just had an amazing spread on the cover of Teen Vogue and Teen Vogue just now, um, this past issue. So shout out to Elaine for living her best life. She's on vacation right now. And she just shared a video that's so funny of her, like her boyfriend recorded her sleep bossing. And it's like, it's going to be gone by the time this airs, but it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, this is what happens to people who work too hard. And I see, I see mm-hmm. myself like in the future, she's literally asleep, but she's like giving orders like in her sleep. It is so funny, but I'm, yeah. So I'm really looking up to Elaine. I'm glad she's taking a vacation and she's doing her right? hashtag see, self-care. Be inspired by that vacation. I'm, okay. I'll, you got to work to get there. She got to editor That's in true. Chief, and That's now she true. can take those vacations. Yeah. You got to get there. That is true. <laughs> All right. And then our third question is, what are your September goals? Um, it's gonna be September in a few days. And we, like before we started recording, I was like, I was like, yeah, it's gonna be September next yeah. month. And I'm like, I mean, in like two days. I don't yeah. know why I said next month, but Just it's like kidding. I'm trying to get myself some more time. Um, so I guess my goals for the month, <sighs> like I'm trying to think of like what what I mean, really like September. For Stay me, alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> September for me is really a time where I know that the holidays are right around the corner. I normally take off a week for Thanksgiving or close to a week, like at least, you know, four days or so. And I I would like to take off two weeks for Christmas. So right now it's like the time where I need to put in that work and really get things done and be ahead of the game and be thinking about the very end of the year and, you know, also the you need to like put pictures of snow in your office (laughs) so that you can just work like you're like this is what i'm looking forward to or pictures of people sleeping in bed with like mugs and stuff like hot chocolate pictures and that's your like motivation to like get through because september is boring we do get labor day and it's kind of like a eh. we don't have jobs so it's not a big deal like it's not like we get like super crazy so september is really august and september are super hard months to just work through because there's not a lot of celebrations there's not anything happening and like I know for other people in other like 
areas they're like oh like september fall and it's like really here it's still going to be hot yeah so it's not like we're we like don't even get feeling, the weather break we just september yeah, just yeah it's just like it's pretty much just like the same as august um yeah so for me it's like doing like prep work for um like reaching out to clients that i think i might work with in january and kind of like maybe if possible ironing out contracts ahead of time even if we're not going to be starting until then um, if I am going to take on, I think I am going to take on some photography clients um, in November uh, for portraits. So like getting that those details ironed out. And then also like for the tiny tea shop, um, getting like the shoot done that I want to do at this local coffee shop here uh, in the Dr. Phillips area. So getting that shoot done and getting any of those like winter products out. Um, so that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing in September and just kind of like, honestly, just keeping my nose down and, and grinding as much as possible so that when, you know, Thanksgiving comes and when, you know, like the winter holidays come and when I'm traveling, when I'm with family and everything, I just, I don't want to work during that time. I literally so. think I'm just going to set a reminder to send you a text of people in bed <laughs> in like winter pajamas so yes. you can like yeah. get things done. Cause I'm totally like into sending people reminders right now. Everybody's like out of control. Yeah, and it's like, like I need the I need yeah the you need the motivation because so I you think know, people in mugs and sweaters that with everything that's going on right now. Like sometimes you just want to be like, oh, I don't want to do this work. I want to like check out. But it's also I have to remind myself like, and I think entrepreneurs have to do this sometimes. Is like our work is not the same as other people's work. So if we're working a little bit more, you know what? That's fine because our work is great. Obviously, there's parts of it that suck like the financial aspects or taxes, or at least, you know, for me, I don't like those things, but you know, for the most part, it's like, I get to do what I love. So why not do a little bit more of it now so that I can take time off and right. be with my friends and family later. And I really do need the time off. Like it's just been a crazy few years. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I need like, I need to chill. And I need to also visit my uncle um, who lives in Baltimore, who's like, pretty much who I want to be when I grow up. So I like we have like a mentor session planned for end of November. So I'm I'm like I need like a clear head for that, you know? That's super exciting. September is like I said, it's not really a month of anything. Um school already started here, so I guess if I was yeah. in other states I'd be like back to school, but school's already started. Yep. And it's probably gonna be the way it is until my child is an adult and, you know, <laughs> in college or anything. And even colleges now. I mean a lot of my friends started yeah. college last week. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know like where you start school in September. God bless you people, but um most people have started going back to school earlier and earlier. So September's just some another month, really. It's a lot of working um david like, i don't know any birthdays like nothing going on yeah i mean like my grandma's birthday is in september but you're that's... not gonna turn up for that <laughs> <laughs> grandma's not asking me to be like let's go out and like take a whole week and do this thing like she's not asking that um david might be gone for a job type thing um at the end of the month but that's so far from now it's just like uh I can't even think. And then my best friends will, will be gone for a couple of weeks um, out of September as well. So I'm just like, September is just such a blah. I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to find things to make it fun for the kid and we'll figure out some different things. Uh, I will say do. this though. Beach. September 1st is start of term for Hogwarts. Okay. And I will be celebrating. Congratulations <laughs> to all the returning Hogwarts students. Yes, thanks. God we bless you. 
<laughs> oh my god. I will be celebrating that. Ugh, I don't after know what that, that means. After that, there's no more holidays. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so September, I mean, my goals really are just to get things done and, and make sure that I, I don't die. Like, that's like, yeah. literally, well, like, goals are very minimal. Stay black and die. Stay black, yeah, pay your taxes, and die. That's all you can do. Um, no, we don't want to die. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, those are the things that you have to do. Like, yeah, those, those are the only things that you're, you're guaranteed to do in life. In life. But in September, it's don't, just like. Yeah, just stay, stay alive. Black. Stay, stay alive. alive. Pay taxes. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, same, just same things I said earlier. Keep working out six days a week for the next eight weeks. That's all I got, y'all. October is my jam, so I'm like, yes. September can go for all yep. I, for all um, I'm Again, here. this is where we lay down that foundation. We lay down that prep work, so like in October, November, December, we're able to, you know, enjoy a little bit more, yeah. so you guys are doing the same let us know and maybe we or can if keep there's each something that we motivated. can do in september that we don't know about yeah let me know because i'm we'll do sure. it we don't got sure. nothing going on this month sure. except for just work 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 exactly work, work, so work. let me know what you're doing in september that's super awesome maybe i need to work on like creating like a september like memory i don't well, know like how, how about you make a holiday huh how about you make a i'm holiday? always like into things like everybody's like getting their traditions ready for their kids like they're creating traditions and i'm yeah. like maybe i should take september and do to that. like think of traditions that are like that will be interesting and also knowing that traditions have to evolve because i don't, I don't see my kid as being super sentimental maybe she'll prove me wrong as she will but i just feel like at like 10 she'll be like that was cute that we used to make cookies or whatever let's go do something else so yeah, i need to like yeah. mentally i'm not gonna put a ton of work into like this you know almost three-year-old tradition life but maybe in september i'll like pre-holiday september plan birthday plan yeah. so that way when Excited december comes birthday pinterest board i'm so i think like uh oh, anyway so <laughs> you guys we're super excited about the interview the reason i'm thinking about kids is because you know the person we're having on is my friend Brittany, and we're talking to her about her, her daughter and her daughter. brand and all of the stuff who is that also she's smart doing. and strong smart <laughs> and strong and crazy and like flexible so yes uh you guys will super much enjoy it and then um next week is september we're doing a little bit different format and we'll talk about it in our episode episodes coming up but September's gonna be a little and it's also why I'm like I'm like I don't have anything to do for the next like three two days yeah, in September yeah. so I'm like what do I do all the time all right guys well enjoy the interview let us know what you think don't forget to follow us on all the things use the hashtag boss so hard great are you looking to draw a bigger box for yourself Seth Godin's All-MBA Workshop is an intensive leadership and management workshop designed for changemakers who have a fire in the belly. This is for people who are itching to level up and make a bigger impact. Four times a year, the workshop brings together two groups of 100 to 120 leaders, curating the group to pick the right mix of people from different industries and areas of expertise. The end result, you're surrounded by other leaders who are moving to the top of their respective fields and helping support each other to become stronger cross-functional change agents. The workshop splits you up into groups every week so you're meeting a bunch of people you'd never otherwise meet. You're getting and giving feedback and seeing your blind spots in a whole new way. By working on 13 projects during the month, you're constantly pushing ahead and creating a body of work as proof. It's not about passively learning, it's about actively putting those concepts into practice until they become habit. The idea is to drink from the fire hose and rewire your brain to make new, better habits and to have the platform practice those habits. So who's been through all MBA? Over a thousand alumni. They include a mix of leaders, including product managers, naval, naval commanders, lawyers, marketing directors, engineers, ophthalmologists, UX designers, filmmakers, and more. This group is half freelance, half folks 
at companies and startups like Slack, Tesla, Kickstarter, Charity Water, Microsoft, Nike, Trello, Kiva, Warby Parker, and more. If you're a leader and want to become even better, this is for you. There are no lectures, no videos. It's rolling your sleeves and working in groups with people who are equally into winning. It's an intensive, immersive four-week experience of drinking from the fire hose. Over a thousand plus people from 580 cities and 49 countries around the world have all done all MBA. Challenging? <laughs> yes, but our friends at Seth Godin's All MBA believe the rewards are so worth it. Ask any of their alumni. While most online courses barely approach a 7% completion rate, the All MBA has an astonishing 96% completion rate. Their alumni say they do it again in a heartbeat. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for you to level up. If you're looking for ways to have a bigger impact, the All MBA could help you get there. The curriculum is entirely hands-on. More than 75% of your time is dedicated to shipping your work, practical projects that allow you to apply what you learn. So if you're tired of courses that you never finish videos or you've had them bookmarked, then put those aside and check out All MBA as a different way to level up. So they are now accepting applications for the upcoming session. To find out more, visit www.altmba.com backslash heart and hustle. So that's www.altmba.com backslash heart and hustle. For special consideration, you can mention Heart and Hustle Podcast in your application and tell them that we sent you. So check out the episode and enjoy. Welcome back, guys. We're super excited because we have my friend Brittany Miner here of Clumps of Mascara. And Brittany is super funny and amazing. And she lives here in Orlando and local. Mm-hmm. And so she actually, like, a uh, client friend, Pam, <laughs> was like, why don't you know people? Like, and I love when, when people tell me that I don't know people in Orlando. So then I get to meet them. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I love you. Let's be best friends forever and eat all the desserts. And we have. So yeah. I'm super <laughs> excited to have Brittany here. So, Brittany, for people who don't know you or know much about Clumps of Mascara, feel free to give us the whole history background and everything that you've been doing. Hey, so yes, um, Clumps of Mascara is 10 years old as of, I want to say June. Yeah, June of this year, Clumps of Mascara turned 10 years old. And I started the blog uh, when I was a senior in college. I think a few weeks before I graduated. I just fell in love with makeup. I was introduced to makeup by some big time beauty girls and got obsessed with it. So I started using it as a journal. So I would go to Mac or I would go to Sephora and I would talk about it. It was just so stupid of stuff. But I would like <laughs> I would talk about the things that I would buy. And it was I look at it now, very boring, but it it kept me kind of avoiding adulthood because I was about to graduate and I was really nervous and anxious and it was a way to kind of um, forget about all of that. So I did that for the first few years and around year five I got a little bit more serious. I started writing for different publications, I started traveling for the blog. I started having fun with it. I started making money. Uh, I then developed a social media career from that. So I would take my experience from the mascara, put it on my LinkedIn account and on my resumes, and then was able to capture and get really good social media jobs from that. And now we're at year 10, where I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm kind of floating. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm floating. I'm not quite 100% beauty anymore. Sometimes I'm lifestyle, I, don't, I mean, lifestyle sounds so not fine, whatever, uh, but I talk about my life and the things that I'm doing, basically whatever I want to talk about, and it's not, um, it's not my money maker, so I still have to have, like, other jobs, but it's fun, so there's, 
That's the history of Plums and Mascara. I love it. It's yeah. Fun. I think all of the 10 year plus bloggers, we're all like that. We're just like, we talk about whatever we want. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'll, also after 10 years, like, like you said, it's like, now you're just kind of like, sw- like you switch gears, you know, because it's like what you, what would, what interests you 10 years ago and you were super passionate about might not all be exactly the same now. So exactly. yeah, I think yeah. anybody that has like a blog or a business for 10 years ends up you know, kind of switching gears a bit after a while, because you have to keep it fresh, keep it new, you know? Yeah, that's very true, and I really, I mean, makeup is fun, but my gosh, I don't know how anybody can do it and be this passionate for for this long. I mean, the industry changed, and the fact that I still can't find makeup for people as dark as me, like, that both kind of irritate me, so, yeah, and then I start to develop attitudes with certain brands, and then um, with politics, and just all the things that are happening in the world, brands that aren't being vocal about it, they irritate me, so I, <laughs> my, my viewpoints have changed. Honestly, when you, um, I don't know, with politically speaking, like when, when you, with, with all that going on, when you get a little too informed and become ultra woke like I was a few years back, you start to hate everybody. And so yep. I started to kind of decline on um, brands that just weren't for me. And when you do that, you kind of, um, you just lose the passion. And I love makeup, I love beauty, but... Like you said, I just, I, eh, there's other things to love and enjoy, and I'm not going to just sit here and talk about makeup and mascara. Yeah. So, yeah. So, bef- like you said, I keep it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we dive in too deep about your work with creating a brand for your daughter, you have this amazing Facebook group, and you're super encouraging to other women of color. So, why is it so important for women, specifically women of color, to check in on each other? Um, well... Shout out to the Pumps and Mascara Lounge, Beep, beep. My little <laughs> that group of girls, um, they're awesome. I created a space like that because there needs to be a space for people without a focus. A lot of times there's like entrepreneurs or like the mommy groups and um, moms that live in Florida or they're just very niche type groups, but there's not a space for mental health discussions and conversations or women who just want to vent or women who are looking for a job and they're 24 years old and they've never really had anyone sit down enough to do a resume or they're retired and um, they're frustrated with that or they have spouses that have mental health issues. There's just so many conversations that aren't suitable for different groups that already exist and so I wanted to have a one-stop shop for all of that. Professional, personal, I mean we talk about sex, we talk about all kinds of stuff. You, we sure do. Right? <laughs> You've seen it. Like, it's just the conversations that we have, they don't surprise me. And it's, it's so open. And I purposely wanted to have it full of women of different backgrounds. I didn't want, like, just black girls. Like, one time for my sisters. But, like, I wanted it to be a diverse group of women. I wanted it to be not just bloggers, not just um, Christian women. I wanted it to be women of all religions and um, sexualities and performing like oh I wanted it all and I feel like I've done that pretty well and um it's just I also feel like it's a place that it helps people feel like they're important um oftentimes when you exist in spaces you just easy to be still forgotten or not feel like your voice is being heard uh especially mommy groups especially blogger groups if you aren't making six figures you know no one's really gonna listen to what you have to say but the group that I've created is for women who no matter where you are in life stay-at-home mom who loves what she does, stay-at-home mom who hates what she does, or a woman who don't want to have no kids, like, you, your voice is important and it's heard and you'll find someone that's resonate with you. So, that was 
the reason for why I did that, and um, we celebrate each other. That's one of the, that's another thing. There's not a lot of celebration in womanhood and adulthood, and you know, I wanted a place where we could you could roll up in there and be like, "Yo, I I pushed through my anxiety today, or I um I did something like I got up and took a shower. I didn't kill my kids. I." Since all my emails back before 5 p.m., I went to bed on time. I drank enough water today. So I, I love to celebrate the little ones and the big ones. And we need that. We really, we, we really need that. Yeah, it's awesome. I love seeing everybody's um like just different wins or their different like everything because there's so many people that I know who are in the group that it, now I know so much more about them being in this group and respect and honor and try to give more to their mental health space for it being a place where everybody feels open and I just really yeah. appreciate that and it's it's the only group that honestly out of a lot of the groups that I'm in that I'm kind of like okay now I'm peeking in more often because I'm in so many different groups and I just don't check yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to check in. But I check in. I'm like, somebody's so-and-so posted in Clemson, Mass Lounge. I'm like, okay, let me peek in and see what's happening. It's not for me. Roll out. Or if it's for me, let me say something. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's yeah. easy. Like, which it's... Is, which is what I wanted. I don't want it to be a place where you felt like you had to speak on everything. Because everything isn't going to move you. Yep. I mean, the conversation of sex, some people are just like, I ain't talking about sex. Cool, girl, you don't have to. Um, but someone wants to talk about insecure. Someone wants to talk about their workout regimen. You know, right. I wanted it to be a place where talk when you want to talk. If you don't want to talk, no problem. You yeah. know? It's fantastic. I really love it. So we are going to talk about Little Brown Gymnast, which, like, full disclosure, I've never told Brittany this, my daughter is obsessed with it, capital O, with. So um, what inspired you to start a brand for your daughter? Um, well, for one, she's talented. Like, okay, I'm one of those moms who thinks her daughter's the best at everything, even though she annoys me. No, my daughter, she really is good. Like, she has a very obvious gift. So that was the main reason why we wanted to start it. And then uh, we were watching YouTube videos right when she first started gymnastics. And a lot of YouTube videos featuring young kids, they're white girls. Or they're girls that don't, they're not as young as her. Because gymnastics for little girls isn't as impressive. You know, they're like right. little trying to figure out what to do. So she just was like, mommy, there's nobody that looks like me. And I, I, don't, I don't understand that. And, that's and she kind of got on her head about it. And I thought, well, we should, we should change that. We should do videos and put them up for, you know, that feature girls that look like you should. And she's like, yeah, we should. And so we kind of talked about it. And, and I, I, we wanted to, I wanted to have representation. I wanted her to feel like, you know, if you don't see yourself in a place, put yourself in that place. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted it to be fun. So we didn't want to just be raggedy um, iPhone videos and pictures. We wanted it to be fun and beautiful. And we wanted to do things that other people weren't doing. A lot of the gymnasts that are kids. I mean, oh gosh, I don't want to sound like I'm being judgy or going to chase anybody. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the pictures are just like, meh. Yeah. Know? And I wanted, yeah, I said, if I was going to do this, I wanted it to be beautiful pictures and just really represent her personality. And it just had to be great. Like, we were going to do some half-ass YouTube channel or pictures and an Instagram account. Like, if we were going to go big, it's really awesome and i do agree like i feel like sometimes when i watch things um especially for kids kids stuff because it's so easy because a lot of people just give their kids a tablet 
and they get views instantly because kids are doing whatever that's kid brand is just watching so their quality is so low on a lot of things and so being a designer or somebody that's you know in the industry i can't do it i'm like we're not watching it if it's terrible i'm sorry i love people and i'm glad everyone started but we just don't like i just i cannot physically look at it with my eyeballs so i i totally agree like you and you get it so i definitely do think that it's okay to say hey we decided to have quality and then that's what we wanted to do and that's how we stand and it is that's how you stand out to me amongst other people in that genre especially as now we're rolling her and tumbling and all this stuff so we're just kind of like I know, I know. I just, like, I'm like, <laughs> words. <laughs> but yeah, I think I really love it, and I think everybody should go look at Little Brown Gymnast at least, even if you don't have kids, because she's so dang cute. She really is. Yeah, I'm gonna say like, my um, my goddaughter is also a Little Brown Gymnast, and I'm really excited to watch the videos with her because she's she's actually like comes from a family of bodybuilders, so she just has like that sort of body, like she's. Um, in the highest like muscle percentage for her age group and has been since she was a baby but she's also very like short and stocky built just like her father just like her grandfather just like her uncle so it's like a generational thing where they've all been bodybuilders so we honestly think that there could be a lot of potential there like since she could get on a bar she's like just naturally known how to like lift herself on it and do a lot of things that were like you should know how to do this you're like a toddler so i'm really excited to show her yeah i'm excited to show her the brand because i think that you know she's really only seen like one or two representations of you know a gymnast of color and again like you said no one her age because where she goes to school and where like her little gym is like she's the only girl of color there Um, So I think it is so important. And I love that you're getting like your daughter involved in this at a young age. I love that you are just teaching her, you know, already to follow her goals and to go after what she wants, which is amazing. Um, So I want to talk about like generational entrepreneurship. So why do you think that generational entrepreneurship is so important for people of color specifically? Uh, Well, for one, I think is we can't depend on anyone to get us opportunities. Uh, A lot of us that are self-employed or entrepreneurs, our parents may not have been that way, so they, they didn't teach us how to do this. And so I wanted to start this very young for her, wanting her to, you know, understand what it feels like to work for something and then get some benefits. She gets leotards in the mail. She gets, you know, people featuring her on their website. Stuff, so she knows what it feels like to work for something and then to get a end result. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something I didn't learn from my parents. They taught me a lot of the things, but they didn't teach me that. And also, um, I want her to know that she needs to be in control and to be self-sufficient, especially as a, as a little girl. I want her to feel like she can be in control of the things that she wants, you know? Um, one of the reasons, I, another reason why I'm part of the brand is because the leotards for little kids, so freaking expensive. Delta, if you need some, I know you have some questions she, and She's moving on into that size, so probably. Yeah. <laughs>
we, I want, a lot of people think I'm doing this just because, oh my gosh, it's so trendy to teach little kids how to be entrepreneurial. Like, my kid does not have to be an entrepreneur. She could go be a, a school bus driver. She can work at public. Like, there are lots of things that she will do and may want to do that doesn't go with my, you know, my thoughts of employment. I just want her to know that she can. Yep. I want her to know that if you decide to work for yourself and to work hard to get paid or have people pay you for good services and products, that you can do it. And um, I also want her to learn this so that she can teach her children. I want her to know that, you know, um, again, even if she doesn't go into self-employment or entrepreneurial ventures, that she can at the very least understand what it feels like having seen her mom and her dad do it, and then teach her kids that. Right. Because even if our children don't go on those fields, I still want them to know that you can make your own money. I believe in multiple sources of income. And I don't want my kids being dependent on a company or a job make some money girl like if you got to work a corporate job you need to be doing hair after after work yeah. or drive an uber after work or there's that there's so many ways to make money and i don't want my kids to feel like they cannot be in control of making more money so this is the one way to do it yeah, I definitely agree 150%. Because I, we were looking at the, um, I don't know, it was Liar, Fire of Liar, something like that. Whatever the Bernie Madoff uh, movie that Robert De Niro starred in, we watched it last night. And I'm just looking at his kids, Bernie Madoff's kids, and just how, like, they were unknowledgeable about, like, they worked with their father alongside for 20 plus years, you know, and they had no idea like they were they didn't question him he didn't offer them the ability to be questioned he didn't empower them he ran their lives and i'm thinking i would never want that for my child yeah they were like you know f you money rich you know allegedly but it also was all stolen money and they didn't understand how to operate afterwards and that's why you know one of his sons struggled so much after this haul came out that he killed himself and you know the other one was sick and died of lymphoma unfortunately but it's just you want to have your kids to be empowered and i think it makes a difference when they go to school she'll understand how to do things more i mean she's in pre-k now but even when she goes you know middle school or high school you have to be more independent she'll be you know light years ahead because she hasn't been coddled or she had, she understands why you have to work to get a result so she won't complain about studying. If you don't study, then guess what? You don't get good grades. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the reality of life. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I just want my, my daughter to be empowered. Same as you. Like, we really want her to understand. And she can go work at Target. That's where your dreams lie. But you work at Target, and then you get off work, and then you go sell paint on the side. You know what I mean? Like, you just figure out what you need to do. But do what your heart entitles you to do, but also do it in a way that's smart and takes care of you in the best way. So I definitely 150% agree. Oh my goodness. So what are some challenges in having a child-fronted brand? Because I, this is one of the things where people always are like, oh, your daughter's never on the internet, blah, 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 blah. And I've told you, like, I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I'm not probably, I may never be there. <laughs> um, so, but I really like, I want people to, it's some, some of the challenges, you, there are great benefits and amazing things that we've already talked about, but I just want people to understand the realities as well of having your kid kind of be the forefront of their own brand. And I know you're not like getting super negative things, but there are some things that may be a little challenging. So I just want you to yeah. share the realities of what that looks like. Um, I'm like you in that for the first year of her life, she barely, I mean, there was not pictures of her. Um, I was very, I was a mom, but I wasn't like, oh my God, she stood up. Or she <laughs> she stood up. I was very, my family, and even still, my husband, like he rarely shows up online. I'm just a very private, my family is my family. I don't want to share. Like, no, get out of my face. And um, so <laughs> some of the challenges that come with that is, well, for one thing, especially since she is a little girl who shows her arms and legs, the pervert, the pervert, the pervert, the pervert. I mean, granted, a pervert 
you know, you can't stop them. They're right. uh, they're in the parking lot. They're they're anywhere and they're everywhere, but they are like faceless online. So mm-hmm. they are everywhere. And I've had to really be diligent about I created a community on Facebook called Genetic Moms of Instagram and um, we're basically all moms or, you know, sometimes older sisters or grandparents, but we all are someone who manages the account of a young gymnast on Instagram. And in that group, we post all the perverts. Good. The perverts. Yeah. So we, first, we post the perverts, we block them, we report them, because oftentimes they're so, um, they don't care. They will follow your kid or make lose terrible comments on your kids' profiles or images. They'll, they're just, they're awful people. And so I, I, I knew that when getting into it. I mean, I'm, you know, you guys know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's perverts everywhere. I was, so I want to be over cautious. I don't post pictures of her outside our home or like, you would know where we are. I, where do we live? We live in Florida. Not in Orlando. We live in Florida. And, you know, um, her school, like, and I, and I see images of um, parents who post like their kids and they post their, um, you know, like, their friends, and, oh, we're at public, they're not my friends, and I'm like, no! <laughs> so, in this community, we just, we kind of band together to kind of see each other aware of the perverts, and, you know, when we see someone posting something that might be too much information, we uh, try to correct it. So, that's one of the biggest challenges. The consistency of the challenge, because she is four and a half, sometimes she don't want to take a good picture. Sometimes she doesn't want to you know, be fed lines for videos. Sometimes she just doesn't want to. And she doesn't understand that, hello, honey, and social media, we have to be consistent because consistency that people, you know, it's like she doesn't understand. Right. And so um, having to explain it to a four and a half year old, it just doesn't go over well. And um, while I'm normally a very, admittedly, can be a very pushy mom, I'm just like, whatever. She don't want to do it. I don't want to force her to do it. I want her to like it. So if, she, if I force her, um, she's not going to like it anymore. So there's that. And then also uh, proving her worth, despite her age is a challenge. She's four and a half. So trying to get brands to work with us, despite the fact that she is four and a half, is difficult because, like I said, though she is talented, she can only do so much at four and a half. Um, she's not on a team. She doesn't go to competition. She can't compete yet for another year and a half. So there's a lot of things that she can't do. And brands, they don't want kids that aren't doing stuff. You know, stuff right. is what makes them get the eyes. And um, big, 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 big challenge is going from mother to daughter to coworkers. So um, having to go from, okay, honey, eat your food, to, all right, honey, I need you to stand still, smile, don't put your head down, put your head up, no, no, put the money, money <laughs> for it. To, that's not always fun. It works. And uh, it's a challenge for both of us because, I, like I said, I want her to enjoy it, but I also have to remember that she's going to have that she's not going to do a photo shoot for an hour without acting like a kid, you know? Having to be realistic with myself and understand that she, you know, she's a kid, so like she's gonna see the dust in the air and get distracted. And I want to, we had a shoot last weekend and it was awful, you know, it was just her, and she did nothing wrong. It wasn't as if she was misbehaving, she was just being a kid. And I was, we just weren't in a good space and I just had to remember, you know what, this isn't the time, let's try it again. And um, I think one more time should probably be just kind of dealing with her ever changing opinions and moves. She's a kid. This will happen if she were 17. Um, <laughs> and so I have an idea in my head, and I'm like, okay, I think we're going to do it. She's, I don't want to do that. No, she doesn't give me a reason. She just said she don't want to do it. And I'm just like, but well, honey, mommy has this whole plan in her head. Um, 
focus though on like keeping it fun for her because I think that's so important when you are running a child fronted brand is like to keep it fun for them to make sure that it's something that because that way you're making sure that she wants to do it for her you know what I mean I think that's so important yes I I cannot do it if she doesn't enjoy it if she and sometimes yes work isn't always fun like think about the things you do day in day out like is it always fun no it's not fun so sometimes we do push past I don't want to, and I'm like, well, listen, I don't want to either, honey, so we made a commitment, so we're going to do it. This is what we said we were going to do, so we're going to do it. When we're done, then we can have some fun, but right now, we're going to get it done, and she'll moan and groan and complain like we all do, but she'll get it done. But at the end of the day, I still want her to, even even having to push through what's not fun, I want her to say, you know, to see the end result, to see the picture, like, oh my gosh, that was totally worth my frustration, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's... I don't know, it's, it's hard to find a balance because I don't want her to think that it's always going to be fun because that's just an expectation of life is fun and work is always going to be fun. That's the only work job where I'm having a blast. That's not realistic, but I also don't want her to think she has to do things she doesn't like. So, speaking of balance, you have these two awesome brands, Little Brown Gymnast and Clumps of Mascara. How do you balance them? Uh, not easily. I, um, I try to create content calendars for both. So uh, usually it's a monthly calendar. So Little Brown Dennis has ideas and thoughts that things that we want to post like we're already doing stuff for Halloween. And then Pumps and Mascara is more so product or experience based. So I kind of develop content calendar with that. Um, and then I ask people what they want to see, which helps with trying to balance it all. I don't try to guess what people want to hear me, that's what comes to mascara uh, because it's a pretty diverse group of people. I can say, hey, what do you guys want me to review? What do you guys want me to talk about? What do you guys want me to do? And they tell me, same for Little Brown Gymnast. What kind of videos are people just Little Brown Gymnast do? I did that a couple weeks ago. I asked people what they wanted her to do, and they were like, split. We'd love to see her do split. So they helped us kind of create the content calendar. And more than anything, I just, I tried to, um, be flexible, you know, instead of trying to have hardcore structured, on Monday we do this, on Friday we do that, I try to be flexible. It's Florida, we like to do a lot of shoots outside with Little Brown Gymnast, but what is it doing in Florida? Every other day, every other minute, it's rain. <laughs> so I have to keep that into account and, you know, have a backup plan. Pump some mascara. Sometimes with my, with my kids, I may not have the time to sit down and watch 12 foundations in one minute. So what's something else I can do? I try to always have a backup plan, and I'm not always, I'm really looking at it, I'm not always the but that's okay, that's why I'm clumps of mascara, not perfectly a black mascara. <laughs> You're like, not clumps of like super expensive mascara, just yeah, any mascara, because you know it can be anyone at any time, I'm not being brand like, I'm not specifying yeah. on a brand, don't have your expectations so high, you guys. Don't do it, don't, be disappointed. <laughs> oh my goodness, so we talked about this a little bit, um, about Little Brown Gymnast being important in terms of representation. Were there any other things that you wanted to add on to that conversation? Um, I think, kind of like Christmas said, I just, I feel like there's not a lot of little girls. And um, they need to see that because we, we all look up to Gabby Douglas and the Simone Biles and it's easy to see that. But when you are 
an itty bitty thing. You don't see the process. Right. You know, you just see, um, oh my gosh, Gabby's like, she was once my age and now she's an Olympian. Right. That's not how it works. (laughs) And so (laughs) I want us to kind of create something that made people or allow people to see the process. And the the, the, the ups and downs because um, there's there's not a lot of showing the fails. Sometimes I'll do Insta stories of her just falling. Not hurting herself, but just showing that um, it's this. She doesn't always pose perfectly and have like great pictures. She is struggling. She cries. I, the other day, I did like a story for meltdown because she was so frustrated that she couldn't do something. And I want people to say, "Look, y'all think my kid is cute? Like she's a donkey, like everybody else's kid. Like she, <laughs> she, gets, she gets upset, and this is it's a part of the process. And you know, and how frustrating is it that that we have Brown Olympians? But you never see Brown Dennis being represented by uh, brands and leotard companies. And this is only something you would know unless you, like... No, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but popular leotard companies, you never, ever see their their models. They're not brown. I mean, none of them. And it's like some of the best Olympians from the U.S. are women of color. And y'all can't even feature models that look like them. It, it's kind of infuriates me. And, you know... I don't know. I just want I want to help little girls, little boys, and you know I want them to be mad. Like I want my daughter to get upset when she doesn't see herself. I want her to get angry when we were leaving. Um, we went to what's the place called where we went to a dog Um, uh, yard uh, house. Yeah, well, yeah. We over there like a little oh, Orlando Eye. Yeah. Yeah, we went a couple weeks earlier, and we passed by um, a store where they had little mermaids in the window, and they had. You know, redhead mermaid, black-haired mermaid, and all of them are little white dolls. And I said, babe, I said, what's wrong with this? She's like, they don't have a mermaid that looks like me. I said, you start, you right, they don't. Like, she was all irritated by it. And that's how I want her to feel. I want her to see where she's not being represented and get mad and question it. And, to, and not just get mad and go on about your day. I want you to go to the store and like, we went to that store. And I said, well, what should we do? And she was like, we should ask them why they don't have it. I said, you know what, let's go. And so she went in there. And I feel bad for the place that was in there. She's like, seriously, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> but my daughter, she goes with her, she's like, I like the mermaids, and, but they don't have a brown one. And the lady's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> she's like, I make $8 <laughs> an hour at this <laughs> desk. I, this is not like a blackish moment right there. It's awesome. I don't know what you want me to say. And she's looking at me, and she's looking at my daughter. She was like, you're, you're right. I'm sorry about that. And my daughter's like, but I still like it, but I want one that looks like me. And I was like, looking at the lady dead on her face, and she's Because I feel like a lot of people don't um, want to speak about representation to kids that are young, which it's like they real like they realize like you know we were all little girls at one point in time and like we realized that we didn't have that representation. So I don't know why it's something that's kind of like brushed um, under the rug like when it comes to like young children. But I love that you're like telling her like she has a voice when it comes to that now because like for me it's like I knew that I couldn't find representation, but I just kind of was like 
oh, well, I guess I better, like, keep that to myself and, like, you know, my blonde friend will be super represented and, like, she'll be the princess in the movie or whatever, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, I just didn't really know that I had a voice until much later in life. So I love that you're giving her that voice, like, right now at four. It's awesome. Yeah, I was the same way. I didn't have a voice for, gosh, years. I mean, I think the blogs helped me gain a voice, but I'm like you, and then I didn't have, and then and I always thought my voice didn't matter. So, like, I would say, well, it's not fair that you guys don't have foundation for dark skin, but then what? You know? Right. Now I get mad. Now I write posts. I will tweet you. I will be like, you know what, uh, Urban Decay, I love y'all, but how come during the Black, how, how come during the Women's March, y'all were so quick to talk about, you know, exclusivity? Like, I tweeted them, and I, they're a brand that I work with. Right. And, you know, I, I try to hold people accountable, and... I don't know if it's going to be effective for a four-year-old, but all I can do is try, you know? I think it makes a it difference. It seems like it is already. Yeah, I think yeah. if she's gone up to store clerks, then she's, she's empowered and she feels that way. And, I, and it does. I mean, like, I, I look at the things with my daughter, and I'm very intentional of her. Uh, if she's digesting media or we're, you know, getting books, we make sure that we look at books that are more equal represented you know this is why we like the what is it the rebel the good night stories for rebel girls and those types of things and just making sure she sees brown girls that are represented and you know just all type of people all type of families lgbt and and you know me having this conversation with her already like yeah some people have two mommies two daddies two people who don't even specify the gender you know (laughs) i'm sure she's and she's not even three she probably doesn't get any of that but i think it's important for her to understand that that's normal not just like you know, and it's always like you get caught off guard when your five year old is at Target and she's like, Oh, why does so and so have two daddies? I don't want my child to be right. five and that be the first time she understands that people can have two fathers or two mothers. You know what I mean? Like, I want her to be empowered and understand that that's a normal, it's not just an anomaly, but it's like life. That's people come in all shapes, sizes, creeds, religions. Like, people have different beliefs. And so I try to do my, and that's why traveling so big to me as well with the kid is just I want her to understand and know how different yeah. people live and not think that her little tiny town bubble because we do live in a tiny town and she goes to the school and the, the people she sees at school are the people she sees at her target and her publics and da, 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 da. so i want her to go places and understand and that's why when she's in new york city and she's walking the high line and she's just like hey i'm here y'all this is me i'm so glad i'm here and people are like how is she so confident because i instilled that in her i don't want her to go to the city and be afraid of people like that's not what sh- she's here it's the city so what like who cares so i think it's i think it matters yeah totally you know, I'm, we're working on the LGBTQ conversation. We we really got big on it during Pulse. Um, I took her and my and my little baby out to um, what was Doctor Seltzer that had put up. You mm-hmm. know, kind of yeah, the memorial. performing arts and center. Everyone, everybody was like, "Oh my god, why would you take your kids out there?" Like they're so like people were shocked. My mom was like, "I can't believe you would do this." I said, "Do what?" Like my kids right. to know that something happened and people lost their lives because of hate. Yeah. This, you know, this happens in a city that she lives in. You right. know, so yeah. I, of course, I needed age appropriate. So I wasn't like, guess what, honey? Some people are going to club. And, you know, I didn't yeah. have very Right. And, you know, I wanted her, but I wanted her to know, you know, and we talk about it. And a lot of times people don't think kids have the mental capacity or maturity, but they do. Right. Like, people tell their kids stuff. I ask my kids stuff. I said, what do you think about, you know, yeah. what, you know, what matters? Love. Okay. So what if somebody has two mommies? She's like, okay. What if somebody has two daddies? Okay. What if somebody only has one mom? What if somebody lives with their grandparents? You know, I want her to, you know, I don't see her, you know, it's because everybody has, you know, love. I don't see her line. I ask her. I want her to tell me that, you know, it's okay that someone has two mommies. And it, it goes against what I was taught and raised because, you know, super Christian black folks, you know, it's a, it's a sin. And so I'm having to, while doing this, reteach myself 
Um, so it helps with both because I need to always be reminded that while I do identify as Christian, I am a LGBTQ supporter in many ways, and I want her to be the same if that's what she subscribes to. Um, not so much the religion. She can do whatever she wants as long as she's respectful. I just want her to be tolerant and understanding of everyone. And um, it's not that hard. That's why I don't understand why people were hurt yeah. with the church. It's not that big <laughs> It really, I don't, and people like to use excuse of, oh, well, I don't live in a culturally diverse area. Like, really? Because your kid knows all of the songs on the radio and know all right. about the hot popular TV shows, but right. you can't teach them tolerance? I will say, I feel like the conversations, though, that I have with a lot of parents now do get me excited for, like, the world that future generations will be able to build. Because, um, you know, just like everything you just said is, like, perfect. And, you know, I feel like giving your daughter those words and, and obviously not everyone is going to feel the way that you do. But I feel like the difference is. You know, when I was growing up, it's like, you know, my mom would be like, be nice to everyone. But she wouldn't really tell me, like, why or give me, like, the wording to, like, express, like, why we need to do those things. Whereas, like, you're actually, like, talking to her and, like, explaining all these different things to her. So when she does run across someone her age in the future that is, like, you know, a hateful, like, person, she'll be able to explain and give them that reasoning as to, like, hey, here's why we shouldn't be an asshole, you know? <laughs> Just one <moment. laughs> so brains i mean they are they're so and i'm not even someone who like loves kids like i love my kids but in general kids annoy me. Same. but i can't just at this age like children are so impressionable and I think that you know what we're telling them now like that's stuff that they're going to carry with them through the rest of their life so I think it is so important to get that messaging down from early on this is why I always tell people before they have kids I'm like think like know either know yourself really well or know who you want to be and and have have those words to give your kids at, at a young age don't just go into it like not knowing what sort of like citizen you want to be in the world because you're you're like molding and shaping a citizen that the rest of us have to deal with, you know? So I appreciate oh both God. of you being good moms because it's like you're, you're putting, you know, you brought people into the world and you're helping to create, uh, you know, these personalities that are going to be quite delightful, whereas some other parents are not. <laughs> so true. There are some, and there's your kids out there right now. And I'm just like, dang it, people, like you said, we're in a time when it's not that hard to 
raised. Yeah. yeah. My husband's a teacher, and some of the things that, you know, his students say to each other and do to each other, it's just, it's horrible. Wow. I'm, I, it, it makes me, I mean, like you said, I'm, I'm happy for the future, but I'm also nervous because I'm just like, why can't we get it together? And then I remember who our president is, and I'm like, well. Right. Yeah, well. <laughs> right. <laughs> we do the best we can. <laughs> So, what are some ways that our listeners can encourage their children to think differently about careers and make entrepreneurship a possibility? Um, be an example. You know, kids do, they, they mimic what you what you say and what you do. And so, my daughter and my son, I mean, we're, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. We've been self-employed totally full-time for about, mm, I want to say, three and a half, four years, both of us. So, they're used to mommy and daddy not having a physical office. They're used to um, seeing mommy work in front of the computer and calling it work. You know, they're used to seeing daddy put together his gear to go on a gig. And so they're very well aware of um, the fact, well, at least my daughter, of the fact that we are um, working. We're always working and we're always, um, we don't have traditional jobs. We don't wear suits and put on dresses and go to work every day. We don't have quote unquote co-workers. You know, my daughter's been to conferences with me. So she's seen what untraditional or different jobs look like. And then we'll continue to see that. You know, she will continue to see that. She's seen mommy's videos. She's seen mommy do things that maybe her friends, moms and dads aren't doing. You know, so I think being an example is, is the first way to go. And then make it fun. You know, a lot of what I do is not fun to a four and a half year old, but I try to make it fun. I try to have her um, help me do videos, help me edit videos. And she's young so she doesn't really get the thrill in it but it's just it's something different I, you know when I get boxes and she helps me unbox the boxes and I, I, I will record her and I'll say okay send us your mommy and open up the box and she'll say hi guys I just got a box and let me tell you what's in the box you know so I want her to kind of enjoy my journey you know while learning something from it um expose 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 like the nose that said you know taking your kids I'm not big on traveling with my kids because I hate traveling with them Garden where I'm like, okay, today we're gonna just go talk to people. That's it. 
she's an extrovert, so this is easy for her. I'm an introvert, so it's easy for me to just stand behind her and do her thing. <laughs> and so she will just ask, you go to, I want you to go to every stand and just ask people, ask them questions, touch things. She, we did this for about an hour and a half. She had a blast. And she, you know, people, she got to engage with people by herself. She got to touch things and learn things and, you know, have experiences. She got to understand how honey was made because she met the guy who makes honey. And then, you know, so these are the kind of things that I want her to have um, and stick with her and then to do them regularly. So we're big on local filters. True. It's so much easier. And my daughter was not even old enough to talk when we, there was a guy from Romania who had a booth out here for, at our local farmer's market for a while, but that was like her bestie for a whole like six months, <laughs> like Aww. which was fantastic. I miss him so much. I'm like, come back from Romania. Come see her. Because he has just talked about so much of his experience of living there. And his big thing was he, he didn't see diversity. You know, he didn't. Like it's a very closed country. It's very hard to fly in and out of Romania, um, apparently, I'm assuming. That's what he told us. So he, yeah, you it's, know. Not, it's not like a super right, popular it's, exactly. destination. It's not a tourist destination. So he was like the first time he was maybe in his 25, like 20s, the first time he ever saw like a black person. And so he was just like, oh my word, like I never even knew this. And, and why people, and then he was like, why are people racist? And, and you know, he just had so many questions wow. that he would ask us. And so it was a really cool learning experience. But same about, you know, her you know, one I, she's speaking. You know, taking Spanish classes and needs to learn a different language. And I'm super big and excited for her to take violin next year and all these things. Just because you want, like you said, I'm raising a tiny human. She's not gonna be cute and adorable forever. She has to have something else to get by on. Yes. Versus like, oh, look how adorable I am when I wear like a hat and a like, but like she left out of here today with a hat and a bunny ears and a skirt and a Batman it shirt. Was it was the cutest a, thing. She said it was cute, and I'm like, it was a hot mess. But you, it I mean, was. But like you could tell. Her. Like, well, that's I'm so impressed with her because she can like get herself ready yeah. and gather herself like like yeah. I was in the room with her alone and I didn't want to wipe her nose so I told her I was like you have to wipe your nose and then she was like okay and she went and did it and I was like what what kind of toddlers yeah, is this is impressive it. do it because I'm not, not gonna always <laughs> like, be there this is some it. stellar home training they've got going on in this house let me tell you <laughs> but it's important <laughs> that's, that's one of the reasons why like I didn't want her brand to be just a cute little kid modeling leotards like yeah. look She's cute, but y'all know what happens to cute black kids. Yeah. They're yeah. turning to adults. Right. Yeah. Cuteness, it wears off quickly. It's like my son, he's the cute black kid. Oh. Adorable, right? I know. Stop I it. So cute. But get him, okay, it's not even two yet, but get him, I don't know, four or five years? You have to say, by five to me, honestly. By five, it's like. Yeah, okay, you're right. And I think I read an article. Yeah, yeah. Five. They're like by five. Yeah. They they change the impression on how they yeah. view black kids. Well, like, I can't rely on the fact that my daughter looks cute and it's Like, no, girl. Like, you're gonna be doing something. We're not gonna just have a cute. And I do a lot of faking and like posing because it is cute. That's the personality. But like, show some skills. Throw that leg up. Do a cartwheel. Do something that you know lets people know you're talented. You're not just a cute face. And I know I don't knock the parents that have um, you know profiles. Plus, a lot of people do stuff like you know modeling. I'm not here for the model. Girl, do something. Do something. Right. Like, I'm not here for cute. I mean, you just happen to be cute, so it works. But I need you to show off a skill, yeah. a talent, of something. Open your mouth. Like, I want her to know that you got to go beyond. Just, oh, and she'll say the time. Oh, I'm so cute. Which, you know, some people, oh, my gosh, got to be good. No, because she is cute. But I'm like, what else are you? I'm brilliant. I'm talented. Like, she'll give you a list. Of why it's beyond just being cute because I can't stand I don't I don't ascribe to the idea that you know um, 
I can't, I can't, like, baby, you can't live off your cuteness, honey. Yeah. It's just, it's just oh, my word. I, so I, I, I completely understand. I understand that completely. I, yeah. I'm not, we're not raising kids. Yeah. Raising little, little. I'm that but, person that goes to all my little, like, when my friends have daughters, I'm like, you're smart. You're really, I do not use the word cute. You won't hear it come out of my mouth because I don't care about being cute. Like, yeah, you, and you, they probably are adorable, but that's fine. I like to tell my daughter yeah. that she's strong and smart. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I need to hear because no one's no one else is gonna say you're cute besides your mom and her friends. Yeah, and mom. because the people in the store like, just see you and they say, "Oh, you're cute," yeah, and exactly. it drives me like, bananas. They, they get it all day, so it's like uh, they they know that already. They don't need us yeah. to tell them, you know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So what I don't, are you? I don't. I don't do that. Yeah. So what are some things that you're working on, and what should we look forward to? I know you have a big speaking gig. I do. So I'll be at. I'll be at Blogalicious in October. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm, my question's going to be on um, how to network when you're awkward and introverted AF. So <laughs> it's going to it's gonna focus on women like me who just don't, I don't, I mean, okay, I think I'm cool. Y'all think I'm cool. But I don't have this outwardly boom kind of personality. Right. I kind of sit back. I like smaller communities, which is why I create the Facebook group. I'm not sharing my life online. I'm very reserved. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about how to network and how to kind of do the things you want to do if you don't have that really big personality that makes people drawn to you, how to cope and how to, you know, just be yourself while also trying to get the attention of others online and in person. So that'll be fun. And then I'm going to Turks and Caicos for Beach's Mom, mm. which is a social media conference. My first time going. Um, so that's just fun. I'm going with my mom, so that should be a lot of fun. And then Little Brown Goodness is launching a coloring book before the end of the year. So it's going to be oh. a... So it's going to be a Christmas thing. present is yeah. what you're saying. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'll, make sure you, I'll make sure you girls get one. Um, but it's going to be for... It's going to kind of like... We're still thinking about it. We're drawing our characters now. We have an artist that we're working with. But I don't know whether to kind of have the, the coloring book be just images of her or we're thinking of doing images of characters or people who aren't really represented in, in sports. So um, horseback riders or martial arts or something. Just I'm trying to think of something different that's also fun for kids. Yeah, so, that's yeah. so awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, my word. It'll be fun. I'm going to get one. Yay! I'm super excited. Like, cause I've been thinking. I know it's August, but like the yeah. dreaded like birthday Christmas season is, a, is yeah. like in the back of my mind right now, and I'm like already my anxiety levels my first, are so high. I got my first Christmas gift uh, last week for one of my brothers. I like to start in August, and like honestly. I normally have everything done by the end of October and normally wrapped and everyone is just like, what's wrong with you? But like, that's why I enjoy November and December because that's like done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get on your level. I've never been that done that early. Well, and then also like my birthday is right after the new year and I like to have money on my birthday because I'm trying to do things. So (laughs) January 12th. Okay, I'm the second. Yeah, see, so it's like, you know, there's a lot of overlap with all the holidays and stuff. And I'm like, listen, I'm trying to do things on my birthday. I'm trying to get my hair done and look cute and everything. So I need to have money in my account. So I need to not spend it all because I will spend it all on Christmas because I love Christmas. 
Look, so. I, it's, look, you people, like, you, January 2nd, like, my daughter is December, like, 29th, yeah. and, and, like, her birthday, her birthday Christmas, <laughs> like I say, yeah. it, like, like, I have so much anxiety about every year she gets older, because I feel like she's more aware, especially right now, because everybody's, like, she's gone through her best friend's birthday, and, like, my best friend, so she, and, knows. So she's, she knows now that birthdays are a big deal, versus yeah. last year, I kind of, like, womp womped, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do stuff for her birthday, and she's, she's like, girl, you don't she was singing happy birthday. She was singing happy birthday yesterday to herself in the car. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> She's like, I'm preparing. <laughs> I have so much anxiety. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if I live, um, I will. She'll get that coloring book, and we'll be super excited. Yeah, that's super exciting. I'm gonna give it to all my friends. Like when you, think I, I'm yeah, gonna I buy it. Like, it's like I'm giving it to all the babies. All the babies getting Thank it. Thank you. We're really excited about it. I'll let you guys. Not for sure when it gets gone. I, for real. Fingers, no, I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. It will happen before the end of the year and before the holidays, so that'll be a fun legit. I'm super and excited. It's gonna be my daughter's first physical product, so I'm like thrilled that she can stay. Four and a half, and she already has stuff. Yeah, she has I'm her life proud. so much more together than me. I need to leave and get it together right now. <laughs> Look, look. Oh my goodness. Looking at kids work out, it's my, like, it hurts my feelings. It does. It's offensive. They want to do it. Like, I'm like, I don't even want to work out. I do it because I have to. But, like, you want to work out? You want to do this? I'm like, who does that? You're weird. These babies. These babies. I know. Trying to be young. Oh my goodness. She'll keep liking it. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with Elle and, like, our family and everything and Clumps with Mascara. And I'm super excited for everybody to listen to tomorrow and it'll be out um but yeah just thank you so much for coming by thank you thank you guys so better well yeah i totally will i have a migraine for people who weren't listening beforehand i'm i'm recording through i'm i'm powering on wait but tell them why you're powering on because steve jobs still worked when he had amen <laughs> yeah he did